You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to bridgesnashville.com. You know, last week we started a brand new series on prayer called Pray Like This. Pastor Curtis taught us that that God responds when we humble ourselves, seek His face, and repent from our wicked ways. Today I want to take a few moments and, and look at a specific prayer in Scripture, one that was short, sweet, and it changed the cosmos. April 2010, Nadia Bloom hopped on her bike to take some nature pictures. She never returned. Her mom began looking for her 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later. She eventually went outside to see if Nadia was riding around the neighborhood. She did not see her. She hopped into her car and began to drive to find Nadia. Now, she went to one of two places that she thought she might be. There was a play area and there was a pond. When she got to the area with a parking lot, there was Nadia's bike neatly parked with her helmet on the handlebars. So her mom began to look for her in the wooded area. She could not find her anywhere. So she went home, called 911, and they immediately started a search for Nadia. As the search went on during the day, they couldn't find her. Nightfall was beginning to come, and they still couldn't find Nadia. We began into the next day. The pastor of the church of the Bloom family assembled uh, people in the church to begin to pray for Nadia. They were praying for God to intervene and to help them find Nadia. Well, after uh, a day or two, this became a national news story. There were people that were sending emails and letters to the Blooms telling them, wishing them well, and, and, and saying that they were praying for them to find Nadia. This went on for one day, two days, three days, four days, and still no Nadia. Well, at this point, there was someone in their church by the name of James King who said God began to tell him how to find Nadia. He got a hold of the authorities, and with him leading them, God would tell him, don't go this way. Yes, go that way. They were able to find Nadia. What an amazing story. For four days, they couldn't find her. And through the effort of prayer of of those who knew God answered prayer, God directed one of their own to find this young girl. You know, Michelle and I, when we first went to our church in Northeast Indiana, one of the things that we knew that we we needed to do was immediately establish a culture of prayer. And so what we did was we instituted a weekly prayer meeting. Now early on, it was many times just me and my my wife Michelle and our two young boys, who well, I believe at the time were 4 and 6 years old. They would play in the back of the sanctuary and Michelle and I would pray in the front of the sanctuary. As the church began to grow, uh, we would sometimes begin to see 10 people at prayer meeting, 20 people, 30 people. Uh, We got as many as 50 or more people on occasion as we prayed. We would pray for God to move, that we prayed for God to show up. We prayed for God's heart for our city, but we never failed. For 16 years, we prayed on a weekly basis 
basis. And for 16 years, we saw God do incredible things week after week. He always came through financially. He always showed up on Sundays. People were healed. People were set free. People were saved as God would move in our services. And we attribute all of that to the power of prayer or powerful prayers that were uttered on a weekly basis for God to move. You know, Jim Simbla, who is a pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle and an author of many books, said this, God performs acts of power in response to prayer that he would not otherwise do. If this is not true, then the Bible is filled with countless inaccuracies and fairy tales. Well, we know that that's not true. God answers prayer. And so today I want to take a look at Scripture in Joshua chapter 10, verses 12 and 14. As Joshua prayed this prayer to God, On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to the Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies, as it is written in the book of Jasher. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There's never been a day like it before or since. A day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Thirteen total words. It was short, it was sweet, and it changed the cosmos. And so my question to you today is, do you want to pray like that. All we have to do is follow Joshua's example. And there are five things from this scripture that I believe we can learn about the engine behind the prayer. And, and if, you got your, uh, if you're taking notes and you got a pen or pencil, write these down. Uh, Joshua prayed with conviction or faith. Joshua prayed with confidence. Joshua prayed concisely. He prayed with a commission, and then he prayed correctly. And so the first one is this. Joshua prayed with conviction, or he prayed with faith. And so here's the thing. Joshua knew who he was praying with. He had the faith to believe that what he was praying could be answered. He had seen God take down the walls of Jericho. He had seen God help them after being defeated by Ai, uh, soundly beat. AI. He had seen many things, many miraculous things happen in the desert. So he knew that God, once he heard the prayer, had the ability to answer. And so I challenge you to look back at what God has done for you. What are the things that has happened in your life that would allow you to pray with the conviction that Joshua prayed with? This is what David said in Psalm Psalm 143.1, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness and righteousness, come to my relief. 
Did you see what David said? He said, your faithfulness and your righteousness. He knew David spending the time in, in, with the sheep in the fields. He had seen God's faithfulness. He had seen and he had, he had prayed and he had spent time with God and he knew who God was. And so when he prayed this prayer, he knew, God, you're going to answer this not because of who I am, but you're going to answer this because of who you are. Do you see what his focus was on? It was on the Lord. The second thing that we see with Joshua is he prayed with confidence. He prayed with confidence. We can come to him in prayer with confidence because we have seen him act before. We can do it because we've seen the promises in his word. We've seen it because it's based on his character. Look what 1 John chapter 5 verses 14 and 15 says. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. You know, one of the things that we also did when we were pastoring our church is we had an incredible food ministry. Now, this ministry would feed anywhere from 1,000 to 1,200 people on a monthly basis. In 2013, uh, we had a just a mass influx of people needing food. And the way that we operated our food ministry was we went out and got the food to help people uh, stay uh, from being hungry. And so uh, by the time we got to the end of the year, this was around October, we were sitting in about a $3,000 deficit in the budget for our food ministry. Now, we were a church that ran real close to the budget, and so uh, we were coming close to the end of the year. $3,000 was a little more than we could extract from our general fund to help the food ministry. And so this was a simple prayer that I prayed in October. I said, Lord, this is your ministry. You promise to provide. We've done our part. Now we trust you that you will do your part. Now, one of the things that we always did was around Thanksgiving is we gave away turkeys and Thanksgiving baskets. Uh, this year, we were planning on giving away about a hundred turkeys. People in the in the in the city would uh, help us with that. They would give us money to help us feed uh, those with the turkeys. And one time, just before Thanksgiving, I received a phone call from a gentleman in the community, and he was asking me how everything was going. And he asked me about, in particularly the the turkey giveaway. Do we have enough funds to pay for the turkeys? And he was said he was going to give us the money to, to buy all the turkeys, all 100 turkeys. And so as we were talking, he said, how is the food ministry going? And so, you know, I didn't want to tell him, well, we're $3,000 in the hole. I guess pride got a little best on me there. I didn't want to tell him that we were $3,000 in the hole. And I said, well, you know, we have, you know, we, we're needing a little bit of money. And he said, okay, he said, how are you really doing? You see, God was up to something. 
And so when I told him, I said, well, we're about $3,000 uh, in the hole. And so what he said is, well, okay, uh, so you need $3,000. How about this? He said, I'll give you the $3,000, and I'm going to also give you enough money to get you through the end of the year and to help you feed people during the holiday season. The next day, he walked into my office at the church and handed me a check for $5 thousand dollars. Come on, God is good, somebody. He is faithful and good. And so the third thing that Joshua did is he prayed a concise prayer. In other words, he prayed an exact prayer. He stood there and he said he knew what he, he wanted to happen. And so he said, son, stand still. Now we can get into semantics about how God did this. We know that the earth rotates around the sun. And, and did he stop the earth rotation? Did he stop the earth? Um, but we know that it not only did it say that the sun stood still, but it also said that the moon stood Still, And so God affected the cosmos because of the prayer. Joshua knew what he, what he wanted to have happen, and so he asked. So like Joshua, you and I need to ask for whatever we need in prayer. Matthew 7, 7 says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. If you have faith to ask God, uh, God has the ability to perform whatever you ask. And when you ask, you have now chosen to see things with the perspective of heaven instead of your perspective. Luke 137 says this, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Amen? And so the fourth thing that we see with Joshua is that he prayed with a commission. He prayed with a commission. So when Joshua prayed that prayer, he went about working like the prayer had already been answered. In other words, Joshua made sure that he was in the place that he needed to be when God answered the prayer. You know, through the years, I, I, one of the things that, that, that I saw many times happen with people is that they would come to the altar and they would want a miracle. Maybe they were going through something uh, physically or they needed healing and they wanted God to intervene. And one of the things that I would counsel with people is that, look, if you are here asking God for a miracle because of your eating habits or lifestyle habits, then you're probably going to have to put in the work to make Meet God wherever that miracle can happen. So you gotta put in the work. You gotta you gotta pray like you have a commission. And the fifth thing that we see with Joshua is that he prayed correctly. He prayed correctly. When Joshua prayed, he didn't do it for him to get glory or for Israel to get glory. He knew that this was such a big thing that God was the only one who would get the glory. You see, when God does the impossible, he is the only one who deserves the glory. Isaiah 25.1 says, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. You see, we should be praying things in a way that only God can get the glory. We should be praying big prayers that give God all the glory. And so it was 13 
words. The prayer was short, sweet, and it changed the cosmos. My question to you this morning is, do you want to pray like that? You see, 13 words are enough if what the engine behind the prayer is what it needs to be. Are you ready to pray like this? You can this morning, and God will do it again. Father, we want to thank you today that you show us examples of godly men and women who prayed and you answered. Father, I thank you that today we can pray just like Joshua did. Father, we can pray with conviction. We can pray with confidence. We can pray concisely. Father, we can pray with a commission and we can pray correctly. Father, I thank you that there is going to be a generation that rises in these last days to see you do the miraculous. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.